to the Florida State League Radio Network. Happy to have you guys on the show with us today. We are here with a very special guest here on the show, and this might be my first Lakeland Flying Tiger on my show. I, I've had so many different players on, it's, it's hard to count, but we have a very special guest, former Lakeland Flying Tiger, and now he is currently with the Florence, is, he, are, is it the Y'all's Freedom? I, I know it's all the same league and such, or all owned by the same team, but I just want to make sure you're on the right team. Right, it's the uh, it's the Florence Freedom. There's two teams split up. Yep. Uh, we're playing out of the same stadium. I think it's UC Health. Okay. Um, so there's two teams in Lexington, uh, the, the Legends and the Leyendas, and then there's the Y'alls and the Freedom. Okay, cool. Okay, I just wanted it, – it got confusing. I was trying to figure out what, what team. But uh, all right, well, we have Chad Sadeo from the Florence Freedom. Chad, welcome to the show, man. Happy to be on. Obviously, former Florida State Leaguer. Happy to always get my former Florida State League guys and my current Florida State League guys on. And it's happy. To ha- it's great having you on today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Really excited to get to talk to you. But today, we'll go into my first question here. We'll kind of begin kind of your college career. So you're from Cleveland, Ohio, and you would actually go and play in Ohio. You would play at the University of Miami of Ohio where you would put up some pretty impressive numbers, a 296 career average with 18 home runs and 79 RBIs. What was it like playing for Miami of Ohio? And then also, what was it? What was the level of play like in that MAC conference? You know, not a lot of people know about these group of five conferences, such as the MAC or, you know, the American and other different conferences. What was the level of play like in that conference in the MAC? Uh, it was actually it, it was good when I got there. I thought you know we had some there was a decent amount of draft picks uh, my freshman sophomore year for sure, and then by the end um, there were some really good arms. I know there's at least three current big leaguers. There's uh, Eric Lauer from Kent State. He was a first rounder. I know Keegan Aiken. He just made his big league debut. And then you have uh, Plesac. Yeah, I think it's Zach Plesac. He was really good arm as well so we you know by my senior year it was definitely definitely a good conference with some arms um for sure Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i mean yeah with the whole uh the you know the mac i mean you guys what was in that you guys play bowling green and such and 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 you guys got to play a lot of the uh midwestern and i know i know a little bit about the mac and i know there's a lot of a good players that have came out of the the conference so i know that the the quality of play is definitely a, at, at a high level in the mac mac conference um and, and we'll go in here to my second question so obviously all of your work in college was able to be paid off you would be drafted by the detroit tigers in 2016 in the 27th round how did it feel to, you know, finally get that call and get drafted by an MLB organization? I mean, that's something that for you probably when you were a kid, you know, you probably dreamt about getting drafted to the majors. So what was that like to be able to get that call and, you know, you finally realized your dream at that point? Right. I mean, everybody dreams about getting drafted. Uh, I don't think anyone dreams of waiting 805 picks for that to happen. But either way, it was a good feeling. Uh, you know, definitely – Definitely, you know, anxious, waiting around, trying to figure out when exactly it was going to happen or if it was going to 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's hard to describe a feeling like that. You know, when your your name actually gets called. Yeah, definitely, and that definitely probably has to put a chip on your shoulder too for being drafted so later in the in the draft. You know, with the twenty seventh in the twenty seventh round, that must have put a chip on your shoulder to you know play well in your minor league career and hopefully get to the majors at some point. Right. I mean, you said it pretty perfectly there. It's you know, I I went in knowing I was better than being picked in the twenty seventh round and mm-hmm. having to prove that. You know, I didn't. I wasn't naive to the fact that you know i was on the back burner from the start yeah so yeah definitely for sure um we'll go into number my, my third question here with you today in, in 2017 man i mean you put up a really nice season that year as you had 31 extra base hits and 132 total bases which is pretty impressive and you even ended up on the tigers organizational all-star list that year how was it to see your name on that list and, you know, being able to be recognized for your achievements that season? And did you change anything at all that season that maybe led to that success, you know, hitting wise, or even maybe you changed some things mechanically in the field. What, what were some things that you changed that that year in 2017 that led to that success? Right. I can, I can remember making a pretty big change swing wise. Uh, just kind of getting some more rhythm and having a little, little better feel as to what I was trying to do. Um, just kind of growing up as a hitter. I yep. think everybody has that point where, you know, they kind of realize what type of hitter they are and what they're trying to do and kind of playing their, you know, their hot spots, cold spots, knowing how pitchers are going to attack them. I think I got a, I just had a much better idea about halfway through that year, kind of figuring out what I was trying to do. So that, I mean, that definitely helped. I'm not a huge awards guy. I don't think much of them, but it was nice to be recognized in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, and and you know, definitely changing you guys as minor leaguers, you guys changed so much, you know, throughout your careers and and such to to get to where you guys want to be. And it's pretty imp- incredible how much you guys do change and uh, and in uh, how difference, you know, there's sometimes some you can tell the differences and such throughout people players' careers and such. Um, so it's definitely definitely something interesting, at least from a, a media perspective. Um, and then going into my next question, so obviously Florida State League Radio Network got to ask a question about the Florida State League. So over the past three seasons, from 2019 up to 2017, you have been a part of the Lakeland Flying Tigers team as you moved up and down throughout the Tigers organization. What was your experience like in Lakeland and being able to play in those big league facilities? And then what was it like to have to deal with maybe, you know, the elements that the Florida State League has to offer, such as the rain or such <laughs> as the heat or even – a lot of times in the Florida State, you're playing 10:30 a.m. games. I know you're playing them as well in the minor throughout the minor leagues as well. But what is it like to you know have to play and deal with those elements? Yeah, the, you said it pretty well there. The elements, uh, you know, it's hot as hell every day. It feels like, and half the games you're waiting on the rain to pass through. You don't really know when you're starting your game. So I mean, it teaches you pretty quick. You got to be ready at all times. Um, you know, I enjoyed. The majority of my time there <laughs> when it wasn't 105 degrees but no, it was, it was nice playing in, in the big leagues parks mm-hmm. um, well the big league spring training fields at least because the surfaces are all pretty good um, you know the hitter's eyes are nice the lights are good so there's not those those problems you run into in other minor league um, levels and things like that so mm-hmm. that aspect of it is nice mm-hmm. um, and definitely it's definitely an easy adjustment, I think. 
as a hitter at least to hit those kind of fields some of them are a little bigger but you know if you can see see well and the lights are good it's, it's a little easier on you yeah definitely for sure and and you got came in at right around the right time too is right after they just renovated the stadium so you came in with all the nice renovations and stuff too so that must have been really neat to get to experience that in your first year in 2017 when you got a chance to play in lakeland got to experience that new you know the new redone ballpark that must have been really really cool to check out and get to get to experience right it helps it helps when you're moving up levels and and there's better facilities waiting for you Mm -hmm. as far as locker room and things like that definitely so you know that helps yeah definitely for sure um and then going into my next question here so We'll talk about just recently, and obviously COVID-19 has had such an effect on everybody's lives here throughout this last couple of months here. And just a month ago, you were released by the Tigers. Um, You know, obviously with COVID-19, a lot of teams have been cutting their rosters down, at least in their minor league levels and such. And you got to spend time with the organization for the fast four seasons did the Tigers say anything on what they would do with their minor leaguers before they released you? And did you expect to even be released by the organization, even with the ongoing circumstances with COVID-19? Um, I can't say I expected it. Um, it wasn't like a huge shock to me. It was a very short phone call. Um, there wasn't a whole lot said. I didn't, I didn't ask for an explanation. I've been around long enough to know how things work. Yep. Um, I definitely thought I played well enough to not get released, uh, you know, which is part of the reason why I'm, I'm playing, you know, hoping to get picked up by another team, mm-hmm. um, playing here in, in Kentucky. So yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy shock, but I definitely thought the numbers were, were good enough yeah. to keep a job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's been it's been sad, man, to see a lot of these guys, you know, getting released and stuff. And again, as you know, for I looked at your statistics. I mean, you put up pretty good numbers throughout your minor league career. So, you know, and it's sad to see you know these guys getting released, and you know they're really playing playing their hearts out and putting up pretty good numbers. So, and and I know a lot of these you and especially and a lot of other guys will hopefully get picked up at some point once we maybe hopefully get into a new normal or maybe back to normal. I don't know how it's going to be. It's so crazy, man with covid and everything going on it's so unpredictable right now we don't even know what's going to happen in the next week let alone in the next year so it's gonna be interesting to see how things will will change throughout um going into my second to last question here so currently you are playing independent baseball you're playing with the florence freedom has there been any adjustments or changes from playing in the minors to playing maybe independently what has it been playing under COVID protocols? And is there something to prove to the Tigers organization, you know, for them releasing you? Obviously, you just got picked up and now you're playing independent ball. But is there something to prove to that Tigers organization that, you know, you made a mistake in releasing me and such? Right. I think uh, to answer the first part of your question, the, the protocol is a little different. I mean, there's no, there's relatively no um, locker room usage. There's no... Obviously, you have to keep your distance. You got to wear a mask everywhere, which, you know, that's normal now. Um, so that's a bit of an adjustment. As far as the level of play and everything, I don't think anything's that much different. There's plenty of guys um, from affiliated or that should be in affiliated baseball. So mm-hmm. it's not, not super different on the field by any means. Um, just off the field stuff's a little different. You can't talk to fans. You can't flip yeah. them a ball if you end an inning. Just little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
But I don't. I don't think when I'm playing, I'm not concerned what the Tigers think of me or what they what they did or if they regret their decision. I, I know they won't give any more thought to it, so I don't think I will either. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that yeah, that must be interesting for you guys too. You know, not being able to come in contact with fans because especially in the minor leagues, you guys are always you know signing autographs for fans or you know flipping balls up in the stands. So that must be something that's like, oh wait, I gotta not you know throw up a ball in the stand. That must be something that must be kind of you know a difficult transition for you guys since you guys are so used to it now as ball players because it's become such a, a big thing now. You know, fans are always wanting to get a catch a baseball at a game or want to get a baseball or get an autograph. So that must be definitely a different um kind of change for you um and then going into my my last question here for you today chad is you know obviously this season again a lot of you know a lot of times it's shortened and such um but what are your goals still for this year what do you what do you want uh, personally and then what do you hope to achieve uh you know team driven wise for your goals personally i just want to play as best as i can uh team wise winning is fun losing sucks Yep. <laughs> so, winning games is good. It's sort of a developmental league. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they're calling it. But, I mean, you try to win every game you can. And I think we yeah. honestly have a hell of a team here. There's some guys that are really, really good. So, you know, that helps. Kind of feeding off players like I would in a normal season. You know, just learning from other guys. And mm-hmm. Teaching when I can, certain things like that. But, you know, individual individual performances you know you just do your best you can every day there's <laughs> nothing really more to it definitely you gotta sure. you gotta take it one event at a time you gotta you know you can't really look big picture ever or yeah. else the game's gonna eat you up yeah definitely for sure well, Chad, I want to say thank you so much, man, for jumping on the show today. It was really awesome to get to talk to you, you know, so far about, you know, your Tigers career and then also about so far what it's been like playing in independent baseball. Good luck to you and the Florence Freedom for the remainder of the season. Um, and I also, I did look at the roster. You guys do have a pretty pretty impressive roster, a great group of guys on that roster. So good luck to you and your team. And uh, hopefully maybe you guys can win the championship this year. That'll be really neat to get to see that. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, it was a pleasure, man. It was a pleasure having you on. You're welcome back on anytime. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Alrighty, guys. Again, thanks so much to Chad Sedeo. Again, I hope I said it. Or Sedeo? 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 I know he said it at the end of the beginning of the show. Again, Thank you so much, Chad, man. Awesome to get to talk to you. Really great to talk to um, you about the everything and independent baseball and everything. Really, really interesting. And, again, you know, as he said, you know, I mean, a lot of things have changed, and obviously COVID has changed all of us, um, some for the better. You know, some things have actually kind of, you know, are kind of neat, actually, and are actually, I do hope, to stick around. Some things aren't really as neat. Like, again, doing – I mean, you know, obviously we got to do it, but – you know, for us as media, we want to come in contact with the players and, you know, actually get to talk to them and actually have a good conversation with them. So, again, and that might never happen again, depending on what happens. So we'll see. We'll see what the changes have will be made. And it's going to be interesting. It really will be interesting to see what happens here in the next, you know, year. I mean, I know that's a long ways away and things do change, as I said, but it really will be interesting to see what happens in the year in a year with uh, sports and how, what things change stay that we're in the COVID era, I guess you would say. But yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks for everyone jumping on. Again, thanks to Chad for jumping on the show with us today. Really cool to talk to him about his careers up to this point and such. Again, 
uh, we had a little, you know, kind of trying to figure things out and getting that all figured out. It was more of me. I have been so busy, guys. It really has been crazy. That's why I really haven't put many episodes out on the show. But I will be getting back into things. Once I kind of get college rolling and such, and once I start getting classes going, I will be back on the show. We will start posting more episodes, and we'll get back to kind of the back to the basics, I guess you would say. But uh, we'll, we'll get back to normal in a bit. But, um... Again, thanks for everyone jumping on. Thanks for everyone. Stay safe and have a good rest of your day. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to all of our intro people. Again, that's all for me. Have a good day, guys. Peace out. See you guys in our next podcast.